Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule Rx Podcast. Today, I'll be your host, Dr. Jovan Lazo, and I'm here with an incredible guest. Usually, I say special. Uh, we're truly honored to have Mr. Varun Goyal on our podcast today. Um, he's the CEO of Illuminate Health. So this is a pleasure to have you on, and, and we're glad to bring you on and have you kind of share how you got started with Illuminate Health and kind of some information about yourself so we can kind of kind of get into the cool things that your company is creating and doing to really help the pharmacy profession. So to start off, can you kind of just give us a brief introduction about yourself and how you started at Illuminate Health? Absolutely. And and first of all, Jovan, thank you so much for, for having me on. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Talk to you and, uh, you know, reach, reach your listeners, um, you know, who are the pharmacy students and, and really working towards such important, uh, endeavors within healthcare. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer by background, Joe. And so, you know, I, I came to illuminate more kind of as a, as a patient innovator, if you will, um, you know, kind of just learning through personal experiences with medication okay. errors. And, uh, you know, I was already working in healthcare. Um, so yeah, my background's mostly tech. Um, you know, software design, architecture, consulting, and, uh, you know, went to business school for healthcare and been working in medical devices and revenue cycles. So, so kind of understanding kind of the backbone of um, how reimbursements work, prior auths, you know, all that fun stuff we all love. And, um, and, and yeah, based on personal experiences, just kind of started thinking about, um, you know, what kind of tools would be useful for consumers taking multiple meds or, you know, in, in our case, just, you know, a, a medication that was prescribed to my wife when she was pregnant that should not be prescribed, you know, to pregnant women um, and, and having other such incidents take place where, you know, I, I was just left scratching my head that how is this possible in this day and age, right, of all the systems in place and the experts and so on. Um, you know, so we looked at the um, consumer tools out there. It was interesting to see, you know, mainly it was med reminder app type type offerings. And uh, over time, we, we really started relying on our neighborhood pharmacist. And, you know, so we were calling on our pharmacist, you know, we were on a first name basis over time, and yeah. literally double checking everything on a, on a medication dose or best ways to administer and this and that. So, um, so, you know, when I was about to transition from my last corporate job, um, one of the conversations within my network was with my now co-founder, um, Kushal, who, you know, looking at my healthcare background, started sharing all his troubles with, you know, unexpected side effects, um, not knowing who to call when he had a question about a medication. Um, and, you know, he's a little bit of an older gentleman with, with some chronic conditions. And, um, and so it was, it was kind of interesting because we kind of had a meeting of the minds and we said, you know, it would be impactful if we could leverage technology to simplify med management for people at home taking multiple medications um, under the, the guidance of a pharmacist who's truly that medication expert. Yes. Um, you know, and, and so that's kind of what we are trying to do with, with Illuminate Health. Yeah, and I, I think that's a perfect, perfect idea. The, I forget which article um, stated this, but there was an article that was put out some time ago that basically said that out of all the healthcare professionals, pharmacists are, are the most accessible. And it's really what you detail there with the, having that retail pharmacist being present and being able to interact with their um, customers, right? This is a business. So these are your customers, but they're also your patients and you're able to have a daily interaction with them where they can call and ask questions. But what happens when you can't get them on the line? Not all of them are 24 hours. Right. That's exactly right. And, you know, unfortunately, the the business model of, you know, kind of your regular pharmacy is to dispense meds, right? Yes. It, it's not um, right now to deliver care. 
So, mm-hmm. so the focus is very different. And unless, you know, you're, you're in the pharmacy and, and picking up a medication and as a patient, you hardly know what questions you have on the med, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a new medication, it's, you know, as a patient, I never know what to ask, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so even if the pharmacist behind the counter asks me, um, do you have any questions for me? I, I'm not sure, right? Or I'm in, I'm in a hurry. And so I'm just trying to get out of there and run my next errand, right? Um, and, and so that's where, you know, um, I think there's, there's room for improvement, um, where I think the community pharmacists and pharmacies do do a better job, right? They've got the relationships mm-hmm. within the community. And so people actually come to them with, with some of that, you know, questions and, and call them and more. Um, but, but yeah, absolutely. Pharmacists are definitely more accessible given the number of locations of, of pharmacies, you know, in, in different areas. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, the third most trusted healthcare professional, you know, um, right after physicians and nurses. Yep, definitely. And then to kind of add on to that, I've worked in both the inpatient outpatient and also ambulatory care setting and the absolute worst time to really counsel a patient, or I shouldn't say counsel a patient, but the worst time to probably ask a patient if they have questions is when they're picking up the med because they haven't taken it. They haven't tried using it. Right. They, right. What are the side effects? They're not concerned about it, especially if they're leaving the hospital. There's yeah. probably a thousand questions you have, but you just want to get home. Yeah. You know, same thing at retail. You're busy. Like you said, you want to get on with your day. It's, it's so much going on that it's like, I don't have any questions yet. And then, oh, a week later, maybe they come. And then right. maybe you can't get in touch with the pharmacy or maybe you're traveling and different things. So how can we fix that gap in care? And that's what I kind of saw when I looked into the Illuminate Health website. And I know there's some YouTube videos out there that kind of explains the services. Um, but I wanted to kind of dive deeper into that. So what is Illuminate Health to you and what type of services do they provide um, and what is really their target population? Yeah, great question. Um, so so really Illuminate Health is is a pharmacist led virtual medication management service. We are trying to help as many people as we can with taking their medications accurately and safely at home where where majority of care takes place. Um, And so we're leveraging technology to be able to deliver, um, you know, some of that ongoing care guidance, um, as well as offer easier access and connectivity to a pharmacist. Um, you know, and our model is flexible, Jovan. So, you know, if it's a managed care organization that already has its own pharmacist and, you know, has has members or patients to engage and, and you know, deliver medication management um, services, we can license our platform to them where, you know, at its core, we've worked with multiple pharmacists over time to to have a patent pending medication organization engine. Um, we've got some of that clinical decision support to to ensure there's not going to be any drug drug interactions or therapeutic duplication and things like that. Um, and it's all enabled via a mobile experience for the patient or the family caregiver. And for the pharmacist, you know, they get access to telehealth tools uh, from where to communicate with patients, you know, remotely monitor them, uh, do the actual telehealth consult and more. The the other model we we take to manage care entities is is really that of doing it all where, you know, um, which is your second question around sort of, you know, who's that target population. So, you know, simplistically speaking, it's folks that are taking four meds or more, um, you know, have your, um, you know, kind of most common chronic diseases, diabetes, hypertension, um, you know, obviously comorbidities, whether it's kidney disease, um, you know, cardiovascular illness. And, um, you know, for whom, you know, they're, they're at risk of a hospitalization event, either due to 
um, um, drug drug interaction or because they're not taking their meds accurately. So so that's kind of our target population. And um, and that's the model we're, we're taking where, you know, we've got our own network of pharmacists now in 46 states. Um, so so we've been honored with the level of interest of pharmacists who just want to be part of our, you know, network, if you will, so that they can actually deliver patient care. Because, you know, over the last four or five years, I've gotten to know a lot of fantastic pharmacists. And it's just amazing how passionate they are about, you know, just helping patients with with their meds. Yeah. And. This to me is like a virtual ambulatory care. That's what it sounds like. It's really where ambulatory care has kind of filled in and and filled that gap of, hey, yes, they're picking up their meds at retail. Yes, we're taking care of the hospital. But what about long-term management? How can we avoid or prevent preventative health? How can we improve preventative health? Yeah, that's where ambulatory care came in. Go ahead. Correct. Yeah. So, and, and I think there's, um, you know, two aspects to what you just said, Joe. And I think one, yes, let's talk about the transition of care, right? So mm-hmm. when you're getting discharged from the hospital, like you said before, um, you know, even if you're getting all the education from the discharge nurse or whoever at the hospital, you know, how much is actually, you know, staying up there, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, and you're going home with that stack of paperwork um, versus, hey, if you've got, you're either leaving the hospital with additional tool that already has your medication action plan in there, um, and then, you know, you'll have access to a pharmacist that you can chat with at any time. Um, and, and maybe you're, you're leaving the hospital with a virtual consult scheduled for, let's say, the next day, right? Um, so that there's, there's an upfront aspect of education, which is, oh, you're going to be starting a new med. And, and so here's what you should know and all that good stuff. And then to your point, there's, you know, that level of medication reconciliation kind of, you know, post discharge, um, that can be done by the virtual pharmacist. So, so I think there's, that's definitely a very valuable, um, application of, you know, what we can do. I think to your other point about sort of chronic diseases and ongoing care, long-term care, if you will, um, you know, what's, what's out there is, MTM consults, right? So Medicare patients get medication therapy management consults. Um, You know, it could be once a year, it could be twice a year, depending on kind of how, you know, what your risk level is. Um, But, but the challenge is, you know, they're usually done over the phone, um, you know, maybe in person. And, and so what we are trying to do is really offer more of an ongoing and a proactive care model. Um, So it's almost more of a care management approach to medication therapy management. And so, you know, that way we, we, based on the risk stratification of, of a patient, you know, our pharmacists can come up with the right plan for them for the, for the year. So, so not only do we deploy our digital tools, but we also say, okay, you know, Joven, for, for your risk level, you know, we'll do one comprehensive medication review um, to start with. And then you'll get, let's say, a monthly check-in by, by our pharmacist. Um, and then we'll do another sort of, you know, kind of a targeted medication review after six months, right? So whatever that plan needs to be. But the tools, along with the pharmacist kind of checking in on you, provides that ongoing care management approach. Um, where any side effects, symptoms can be can be caught in time, you know, triaged and, um, you know, and intervened as, as needed um, with, of course, the patient having the capability to to message the pharmacist at any point. Right. Um, it's it's kind of a little bit of that urgent care type scenario where you can ask a question, if you will. Um, but but really that focus on, on medication management. And is the services available 24 seven? 
So for the most part, the services are in, in the usual kind of working hours, working if you hours, will. Okay. Um, you know, we are working towards sort of figuring out, you know, is there a way we can provide after our support? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with some of the time zone lapses, you know, potentially we could. And then there's the state licensing and so on. So, so you know, a lot to be taken into account for, for yeah. 24-7. Definitely. But one thing that is very, very key that you're also able to provide is it's virtual but you're giving access to people who don't have to come in. And when we think of our chronic disease state patients, I can't tell you how many patients that I have that are on blood thinners, for example, when, when I'm doing Coumadin management, that they have difficulty just walking from their car to the door. Just walking yeah. from their car to the door. And this, and sometimes they will use that as an excuse to not come to their appointment. And this yeah. can really avoid that where it's like, hey, I don't feel like coming in. Maybe I don't feel like the best, but we can do everything in this virtual platform right here, right now. Um, of course, there'll probably be some barriers and some things I have to adjust to when it comes to learning an iPad or some type of virtual service, whether it's a laptop or things like that. But as my age group continues to grow and the ages above, like they're more familiar with these electronic um, devices. So it should be a lot easier of a system to be able to work through these electronic devices and use the virtual platforms. Because I can see how that can be a super, super benefit to patients long term and how this is really helping to fill in a gap in care that right now has not been seen. So I think it's really incredible what you guys are doing right now with Illumina Health. I appreciate it. And, and yeah, you touched upon some, something so important and, and key, which is the, the convenience of, yes. of having access to the pharmacist and being able to do all this, you know, at home or at work or wherever you might be um, versus taking time out from, from your day to go somewhere. Um, because yes, that becomes a barrier in a lot of cases, you know, even, even someone like myself, right. I mean, we're all busy and, <laughs> yeah. you know, so taking time out is, is tough, let alone if a health complication prevents you from, you know, being able to go somewhere. Um, I think the, the tech adoption side is an interesting one as well, where, you know, I think maybe that's the one thing that is a positive, um, you know, outcome coming from the pandemic, if you will, where, you know, a lot of seniors, um, a lot of people of all kinds now have, you know, climbed that tech adoption curve where, yeah, most of them are able to Zoom, you know, whether it's with grandkids or, you know, whatever else, um, and, you know, use a desktop or smartphone or tablet, um, you know, and, and Medicaid and, and more have, even provided free devices to, you know, a lot of the um, underserved populations, which has been really positive as well. So, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, we're not coming across the the technology piece as a significant barrier anymore, thankfully. So, but obviously, you know, room for improvement always. Yeah, definitely. And then, so what are some of the benefits, would you say, if a physician is listening or a pharmacist is listening of incorporating Illumina Health into their practice? Yeah, a great question. So, so, so let's start with, um, you know, physicians. So physicians love the idea of, of our tools and services because, you know, e- each time they're having a consult, they want to optimize that consult with the patient. And w- what that means is not only do they want an updated medication list of everything they're taking because the patient might be going to multiple doctors or, you know, whatever else. Um, and then any history in terms of, you know, um, medications or reactions to, to medication so that, you know, their care de- de- decisions can be, can be made appropriately. Um, and then if, if our team can do some of that follow up or take on the, the med management piece that their staff does not have to do, um, then, you know, even better, right? So that, 
we're all aligned in terms of the outcomes. You know, we all want better outcomes for the patients. So, so I think that's, you know, the benefit from a, from a provider or a physician perspective. From a pharmacist perspective, it's, um, you know, given that pharmacists also want to impact patient care, it's, it's a great platform to, to help them do that. Um, so, you know, even if it's a pharmacist at, let's say, a, a managed care organization or a clinic, you know, they can use our tools to um, to get some productivity benefit, you know, where now they don't have to sit and organize medications manually or, or do those safety checks and, and more. You know, they can just kind of eyeball what our system has done and uh, and either say, yep, that looks good to go or, or here I'm going to make a couple of quick tweaks and and then you know send it over um and 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 the automation of sort of having all of that you know be available right away on on the patient side if you will um so so that's a big part of sort of what's you know beneficial for the pharmacist um and then the ease of communicating with with patients and staying in touch with them um the data that is captured from you know patient reported outcomes whether it's the symptoms side effects um you know just the administration records you know all of it super valuable for for pharmacists to look at and and you know we're adding to it over time you you know we've got a decent roadmap of looking into pharmacogenomics data um and and more to to make it even more valuable for for the pharmacist so, so those are some of the benefits to, to physicians as well as pharmacists in terms of, you know, utilizing our platform. Perfect. And then um, a lot of times I know working in an ambulatory care setting, they're, we're always focused on um, ambulatory care and also um, transitions to care setting. We're always focused on reducing hospitalizations, edis and star measures, HCAPs. Are you also taking that into account? Absolutely. So, so yeah, so let's, let's start with the, the Medicare, you know, audience, if you will. So, so obviously, you know, our focus is on mitigating the risk of a hospitalization or a readmission based on, you know, our, our pharmacist led services and tools, um, but also improving the member experience. So, you know, over the next couple of years, um, you know, the, the Medicare um, program is laying, you know, more higher em- emphasis on member experience, along with continued emphasis on STARS, where, as you know, you know, medication adherence, you know, is a, is, is a highly evaded measure. Um, CMR completion rates and things like that, you know, where the plans can then get um, bonus payments um, as a result of, you know, delivering high quality care. So, mm-hmm. so, so absolutely, you know, w- those are ways that we can add value to, to the health plan environment. Um, similarly on the Medicaid side with HEDIS and, um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, um, you know, whether it is from a, um, you know, organizational or business perspective or even just from a, patient perspective, you know, we, we would, you know, pride ourselves on wanting to reduce any kind of complications that could, um, you know, result in hospitalization. Yeah. And, and that's something that that's always key from the provider side, always trying to figure out how they can kind of improve and really improve that patient experience. Cause that's what they're really trying to measure um, with um, CMS, with some of these star measures, like how is the patient experience? How can it be improved? And one of the ways has been shown over time, which you have seen a lot more collaborative practice agreements and a lot more pharmacist involvement in clinics is because yeah. of that medrec component, like you touched upon, um, having targeted interventions, helping the doctors really maybe get A1Cs under control and different things like that, which I'm sure Illuminate Health is also really providing just in a more virtual platform. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when it comes to accessibility, that is a key, key thing when it comes to things that we are trying to provide our patients. So how can patients access Illumina Health Services? And does that need to be prescribed or is it like approved through an insurance or can anyone buy or anyone pay for the uh, services? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our focus is, is really to, to, to sell to managed care organizations. So whether it's a Medicare plan, a Medicaid plan, um, you know, or self-funded employers. And, and so then, you know, these organizations would then make our services available to the members, as we discussed, who are taking multiple medications and, and could use the help. Um, so, so that's how, you know, uh, a patient could get access. We are experimenting with sort of a, direct to consumer offering as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone we, we talk to once, wants the service, thankfully. So, so that's a good thing. Um, and, and so while, you know, insurance companies and more catch up, you know, we're, we're trying to see, okay, can we offer this, you know, direct to consumer where someone can just go on our website now and, and sign up and, and mm-hmm. start accessing the service. So, um, so we do have that up and running on, on our website, you know, illuminate.health if, if folks want to go, um, sign up. So, so more to come on that. Okay, perfect. And then, as you kind of stated, if they're self-employed, they don't have any health insurance, it's okay for them to access this um, as well. Correct. Yeah. So they would just sort of sign up for it, you know, and pay out of pocket um, Mm -hmm. from our website. Perfect. Um, And kind of going into paying for it as far as the cost aspect about how much do the services cost? Yeah, so from a you know if a if a consumer was to kind of sign up directly outside of a employer or health plan, you know we're running a promotion right now of thirty four ninety nine per month, um, and that includes the digital tools and the pharmacist led services, and obviously the pricing varies. You know when we are talking to health plans, depending on volume and you know what is the risk stratification of the members and and things like that. Yeah, no, that's a very affordable price, um, and that's you know, accessibility to a pharmacist where, you know, you're not going to have, um, would it, will it be like in a certain allotted time, maybe like an hour, or is it just, do you have multiple time to contact the, through the, um, through the services? Is there a certain yeah, time frame or anything so, like that? Yeah. So just like, um, you know, with, uh, with our health plan engagements, you know, we would look at the, um, the patient's sort of, you know, medical history, if you will, with mm-hmm. them, and and then come up with an actual plan for the for the year. And that would include, you know, some pre-allocated time of, you know, one-on-one consult with a pharmacist, um, along with the ongoing, you know, accessibility to, to a pharmacist as well. Um, and, and then of course, you know, our pharmacist would also be, you know, monitoring how the the patient is doing over time, just using the the digital tools as well. Um, so, you know, the other, um, way we are positioning this is for family caregivers, right? I mean, 53 million Americans serving as family caregivers, um, you know, taking care of a loved one and, and they could also use all the help they can get, um, in either taking one item off their to-do list or just helping with some of that, um, you know, clinical knowledge of, you know, how, how should these medications be taken and this and that. So, so, so those are kind of some of the audiences we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, target. Perfect. And then kind of touching upon that, would you feel like those, um, family practices, uh, those, those professions are usually the ones that are most at benefit of the service? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about the, the, the two key stakeholders, or I should say the three key stakeholders, um, you know, so obviously, whoever is at risk for the hospitalization event, let's say, or, you know, cost of healthcare, which is the insurance company or, or the self-funded employer. Um, and then, you know, from a uh, clinical perspective, it's absolutely the, the physicians, the, the pharmacists, and, uh, and, and the patients that, that would benefit. Thank you for that. 
Now, when it comes to the role of the pharmacist, um, I know there's going to be a lot of different meds that these patients take. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different things that are important. You kind of talked about doing a med rec, um, having these targeted interventions. Can you kind of walk us through what's the pharmacist's role at Illuminate Health? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, they've, pharmacists over time have played um, many roles at, at Illuminate yeah. Health. You know, so the pharmacists have been an, um, you know, core part of the product development team. They have been, um, you know, helping us with customer implementations. Um, you know, of course, they're helping take care of patients, given their clinical background and, and knowledge. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and even, you know, from an internship perspective, we've had, you know, lots of pharmacy students, um, you know, who have, who have been great interns as well. Um, so, so the roles, you know, are plenty, um, you know, the other role that, uh, that a pharmacist has played and can play is, you know, in, in content creation, if you will. So, you know, whether it is, um, you know, instructions on, you know, how to administer a med or, Hey, you should rotate the injection site or whatever, you know, it might be, um, to, to even incorporating some of the holistic or functional um, aspects of, of, you know, overall care outside of true, uh, you know, medication management. So, so those are some of the, some of the roles pharmacists have played and, and continue to play, um, at Illuminate, um, as well as other, other companies. So I think it's an exciting time to, to be a pharmacist and in, in pharmacy school right now, because I think the career options, um, you know, ha- are significant. So the students that are listening, what I just heard was, Basically, you'll be able to practice at the top of your license, which is what we should all want and we all desire. Um, and, and that's great. That's incredible because a lot of times you might be restricted to um, certain aspects based off your job. But with this opportunity, you're really looking at every single med and what can you do best for this patient? That's exactly right. I think, you know, long term, I think all of us see the, the dispensing side to be, you know, done by machines more and more so that pharmacists can truly focus on practicing at the top of their license, really focusing on patient care, which is what they went to school for truly, mm-hmm. um, and, and impacting those outcomes. Definitely. Thank you. And then what would you say the pharmacist to patient ratio is for the services? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. You know, we've, we've had multiple models and, you know, in talking to industry experts also, it seems like it could be anywhere from 250 patients a year, to a, to a pharmacist to, you know, 500, um, you know, and I think for us, we're, we're kind of in the middle somewhere um, and, and always fine tuning that in terms of, you know, what are the tasks that pharmacist needs to play as part of that, you know, patient management um, and what are some of the other types of roles that could, that can help. Um, so, so, but yeah, those are, that's a good range sort of to go by. And, and you said um, it's only available in 46 states. Yeah, so our current uh, pharmacist network is in 46 states. Um, so we're working on uh, filling the, the remaining four. Remaining four. Um, which ones are those? I think Montana was one of them. I think Alaska was another. Um, and then uh, two more. And we've been brainstorming internally as to why <laughs> those states, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, more, more to come on that. <laughs> more to come. Okay. Got it. Um, all right. Just wanted to see just in case, cause we have listeners from different parts of the, of the nation, uh, mostly from, from Florida and California. So, uh, just in case anybody listening to see if they can implement this. So for on the record, Montana and Alaska and a couple more, but they're actively working to definitely try to make sure that, um, all the, all 50 states can eventually have this service. 
Yeah, and for you know folks who are interested in being part of our network and and potentially working with us, you know they can just go onto our website and um, sign up to to be part of our network as a pharmacist. So so yeah, please um, anyone who's interested should absolutely do that. We're always looking for smart, passionate uh, folks to join us. Definitely, definitely. And then so you mentioned pharmacists can join, um, and you also mentioned you had pharmacy interns. So are those interns employed or are they more like um, rotational students that you have coming in? Yeah, so it's um, typically we've we've had more of the um, employed model so far. Um, I know our clinical team is working with different pharmacy schools on preceptor programs and rotations and things like that. Um, so so that's in development. But but yeah, you know, for now, we've had kind of summer internships and things of that nature. Oh, perfect. So like summer internships. Um, so that way, if if you have to travel or do different things, you can kind of go to an area, be about what, eight, 12 weeks. Okay, correct. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, in this day and age, of course, a lot can be done just virtually, right from, mm-hmm. from where you are. Um, so, um, so absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Open to those. Oh, that's perfect. Um, is there a way for any of the pharmacy students listening that's interested in applying for a summer internship that they can reach that? Is there a certain link? And if anything, I can add it to the show notes at the bottom for those um, pharmacy students that are interested. Yeah, so absolutely our website, you know, where they can express interest or, or join the network. Um, you know, they can absolutely email uh, careers at illuminate.health. You know, that'd be another way. Um, so, so, yeah, multiple ways of sort of, you know, getting a hold of us. Okay, perfect. For my last question, um, and then you're off the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> where do you see Illuminate Health in the next 10 years as the pharmacy field continues to evolve and technology becomes more readily available? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. So, you know, what we'd love to, to see happen is um, to make the pharmacist more and more efficient over time. Um, you know, so that's a big part of sort of where we are investing from a technology perspective. Um, you know, so, so again, they can continue to practice at the top of their license, you know, have some technology to, to assist them along the way. Um, you know, identify who are the patients who need their help, you know, most immediately. Um, you know, and, and so forth. Um, you know, I think the other area where, um, you know, we're taking the company is, is absolutely kind of, um, incorporating the, the, pharmacy side, along with the pharmacy care management side. So, you know, we've been focused more on the digital tools, the, um, the, the medication care management. Um, and now, you know, we're looking into, okay, how do we, how do we bring the pharmacy in so that, you know, anyone who needs a medication can actually, um, you know, order the medication from our website or, or app and, you know, um, and more because our pharmacists are already working with patients on patient support programs and identifying, you know, sources of sort of cheaper medications to improve access. Um, you know, we're looking into ways of incorporating that into our, our platform as well. Um, and then looking into, um, you know, more sources of data. So we talked about pharmacogenomics a little bit so that, you know, again, the pharmacist has more information about a, a, a patient to, to deliver the right care. Um, but also kind of marrying up the medication management with, with the diagnostics, you know, the labs, the, the vitals and, and things coming from variables and at home devices so that, you know, if someone's not taking their lisinopril, um, you know, the, the pharmacist can look at their blood pressure uh, data and and be able to kind of have that conversation in a in a more informed way. So so that's those are some of the areas we're taking it. Um, obviously, as we accumulate more and more of this data, 
Um, you know, we want to utilize uh, AI, you know, unfortunately it's become a buzzword, but, but truly has many amazing capabilities, um, you know, where we want to continue to train our algorithms to, to really help optimize medication therapies for patients. So, so those are some, some of the areas we see, see ourselves growing into. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think the key thing is that that's really going to help with preventative care, helping prevent another outcome from happening by incorporating all of those three different um, intels into one when it comes to the pharmacist being able to interact with the patient. If you have the artificial intelligence involved, if you're able to have the lab markers, be able to determine early on whether the patient's taking their meds or not, we can really help prevent outcomes, especially with heart failure. That's probably the number one. And you can always tell it's like, hey, they haven't been taking their medications or maybe um, with a lot of times with outcomes and TMEC, they're not picking up their refills. Maybe they, they weren't aware that they had refills and different things like that to help flag the service to really incorporate that pharmacist care to help prevent another outcome from happening. That's exactly right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. So um, one, actually one last question I was thinking about from the student's perspective, when the, the possibility for internships, will they be localized in one area or do they have the opportunity to kind of browse around because I think whether it's either an intern or someone on rotation, this is a unique experience because you have not only a clinical aspect, but like you said, you kind of have digital content, uh, maybe video content. If you want to get involved, patient counseling that you can get involved in. There's a lot of things you're looking at clinical labs. You're looking at talking to patients, um, communication skills that you can gain, digital creation skills that you can gain. And I've seen more and more pharmacy students being interested in that, whether it's their own Instagram page, um, creating infographics or trying to do something just for fun for other people. Uh, Also, podcasts are a big thing. So is there opportunities for these pharmacy students to kind of bounce around in the different respective um, fields in Illuminate Health? Yeah, absolutely. You know, ideally, from an internship perspective, um, as, as a lot of organizations do, we, we try and tailor, you know, what, what needs to be done from a company yeah. perspective to the interest areas that, you know, the, the student has in, in developing and getting experience in. Um, so, you know, like you just said, Joe, and I think it's, it's all those areas where, you know, we can have opportunity and, and provide that right fit and experience. Um, you know, so as we speak, we've got um, two phenomenal um, interns, you know, working on the, the social media side and, and, and more marketing and, and just doing a great job because, hey, I, you know, I don't have an Instagram account, for example, so I can <laughs> tell you, what, <laughs> you know, yeah. what and how what to do there. So, yeah. And, and that's a big thing, too, right, is outreach, because um, it may not be for, for example, for Illumina Health, when I think about it. It's going to be me telling my parents they have to take the service, not my parents actually acting actively signing up for it. So we have to outreach the demographic that is going to influence the people that are truly going to benefit the most from it. And sometimes it could be your parents, too. Your parents might have polypharmacy and a lot of meds, too. But us like it's obvious that my demographic and um, I would say anybody that's that's probably from the 20s to to mid thirties is probably on Instagram. They might be able to see some of the social media posts and different things like, Oh, this is interesting. Let me look into this. And that's how it all starts. That's how something becomes a trend um, nowadays. And social, social media marketing is big. And that's something that you don't learn in pharmacy school. And that's kind of cool that you have an opportunity to learn this at Illumina Health because that could be something important as part of your um, job in the future. Maybe you get a more of an administrative role and you need to market and find um, new employees to add to your team. And that's something that we don't learn in school, but I think it's always cool to have opportunities in an internship or in a rotation so we can gain other traits or other skills that we can add to our um, repertoire. 
That's exactly right. And, and you hit on something key over there in terms of awareness, right? What's going to, what's going to number one, make someone aware that there is a service like this, mm-hmm. but even before that, that there's a need for a service like this, yes. right? So, so even as a patient, you know, and it's, this is kind of interesting, right? Over the years, it's been interesting to see that, um, you know, and, and the example you just pointed out in your own case, right? Maybe your parents might not sign up for this on their own, but then if you bring it to them or you sign up on their behalf, they'd be more open to it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, so, so it's kind of interesting. And then, you know, for, for families where let's say, you know, um, you know, your parents have, have you as, as a, as a pharmacist and knowledgeable, um, you know, for others who, who truly maybe are not even aware of the value of a pharmacist, right? So, so we, we come across several conversations where, you know, the perception still is that, yeah, the pharmacist is the one behind the counter giving you your med and, and that's about it, right? And, and so we're also working on sort of improving awareness that no, actually a pharmacist truly can can advise you on on your medications you know even doctors rely on pharmacists on on the you know uh, medication prescribing and uh, you know management of it so so i think that's the other aspect of awareness is is just you know the role of a pharmacist and and the value they can provide um and and that you know is part and parcel of of our service that's awesome. It's, it's truly incredible what you guys are doing over there at Illumina Health. And I'm super, super glad and fortunate to ha- be able to have you on today um, and kind of share that with all of our listeners. Um, thank so you, thank so you much. again. Yeah, no, thank you for, for being willing to come on and kind of share and discuss Illumina Health with us. So that way, everybody listening, whether it's you as a pharmacy student that want to take a part of an internship, you as a pharmacist that are looking for work, or if you feel like maybe your parents or your grandparents or a loved one, a friend, a colleague, that you know that might have a family member or friend that could be of use with this service. This service could be of use to them. And that's the main thing that that I created this platform for, Capsule RX Podcast, is to help be of service to everybody in the community. So if you feel like this is a service, um, I believe you said it's $35 right now, a promotional sure. $35 a month right now, you gain access to a virtual pharmacist, um, except for four states, um, but most likely, you know, in the future, they'll, they'll try to get those states, but that's something that I think is, is truly incredible, uh, what you have going on over there. And no, and right back at you, Joe, and I mean, I think the, the podcast and just help, helping get, get awareness out there about the different, you know, professional tracks pharmacists yeah. can take is, is so valuable. So, so thank you for everything yeah. you do. Oh, thank you. And then is there any last minute questions that you have for me? Uh, no questions, but but yeah, always, uh, you know, happy to uh, talk to passionate folks like yourselves, just yeah. trying to have an impact in our healthcare um, system. Um, you know, there's 27 million hospitalizations due to yeah. non-optimized medication therapies. So um, always looking for ways and people to to join our mission to to decrease that. So thanks again for, for having me on here.